Hey. Well, the, do the dog's not coming into his his uh, leash. It's really windy today. May 20th, it's still cool. It's 74 degrees, 14 mile an hour winds. And uh, Bud's not cooperating with with the uh, <clears throat> with getting in the leash. So I'm gonna try to do it anyway. So come on, Bud, come here. Come on, Bud. Let's do it, Bud. Oh, Bud. And I don't really have a, uh, what do you call it, pocket in my shorts. I just ran. Oh, yeah. But, oh, I'm sweaty. I'm all sweaty. Already. So now we're going to go for another walk with the car. I think I'm going to get the timer going. There we go. So, Bud's on the leash. I'm recording. We're one minute in. So windy day, and uh, going for a walk. I got some leaks over here. Leaks. This underground tubing, which uh, we use to irrigate things with. What is it, bud? Can you smell a bush? Yeah. Monday evening. It's really pretty out here. Oh. So I only ran two and a half miles. And, uh, that's kind of like a training run. And uh, get back in there. I, uh, I missed the whole four weeks. So you sweat when you run, don't you? Clouds, wind. I don't know if we're gonna get any rain or not. We might get rain somewhere. But May twentieth is quite often like 105. So we're like. I run, and then 
then I walked Buddy for an extra round of exercise. Yeah, yeah. So we got a few people moving out of the neighborhood. That's a good sign because the economy has sucked here for 12 years. We've been holding out. So, uh, yeah. Dusseldorf, let's, let's talk ourselves through the tour journey before we get there. So, Dusseldorf. Heinrich Heine Strasse, so there's some good, I think he's a literature guy, Heinrich Heine. And uh, probably Neuss, a city called Neuss. You see Tante Kiki, Tante Kiki. My Schwiegermutter's Schwester, die Schwester von meinen Schwiegermutter. Dusseldorf, ein bisschen, and um, Beata, natürlich Beata. Beata had zwei Zonen, Stefan, who's in Dusseldorf, and then Frank, who's got a nice marketing job in München, so we'll see him later in the trip. Frank, yeah, Frank's a good dude. Good looking German guy, man. It's all set up for marketing. Got a big account, I would say, wouldn't you? If I told you he had Germany's McDonald's account, I guess he'd be impressed. <laughs> Young Frank's got the McDonald's account. So uh, he's a marketing advertising guy. Very good friend. But I'm ahead of myself, that's me and it, that's later. So we go Dusseldorf and we get our Mietwagen, which is a rental car. Mietwagen. And then uh, we drive through a little bit of West Germany on our way to East, former East Germany, into the East. And uh, probably 25 years later now, the uh, East is probably looking a little bit better. But there's probably a remnant of communism there, a remnant of crappy crappy stuff, you know. I tell you, after 50 years of communism, you really lose your appreciation for aesthetics, maybe? I don't know. Someone should do a study, shouldn't they? On the artistic nature of pleasantries, because, you know, it was probably thought of as bourgeois or something to be cultured. To have a nice bathroom with a very artistic and nice sink and toilet was just just over the top for you commies, right? It's things we take for granted. But will that culture have made it back into the East Germans? I don't know, I bet you some people change is tough. Change is tough for me, man. But I love those people because it's such a great example. There's really I mean, I can't I mean, people should just go live there. Maybe I'll go back just live there and study. <laughs> I know nothing about psychology and things, but, you know, maybe I can learn. But it, just the impact of the government, communism, on people's choices even, because you, your choices are limited. You don't, you don't go to Lowe's and Home Depot and say, 
to yourself, hmm, I wonder what color I should paint my house. And, and it was like, they didn't have an HOA, man. <laughs> they had one big ass HOA called the East German government. So, no, we will not have colorful houses. We will have brown and they will look and you will like it. You will have brown everywhere and it'll be ugly, but you will like it because we're communists. And that's just goes against the grain of humankind, right? But if you beat that shit into people for 50 years, it's kind of like, hmm, yeah, give me some more, please. Please feed me some more shit. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the podcasts are better after you go run for two miles. Know, two and a half miles. Bud, are you loving it? Mein Schwarzer Hund. A black dog. Schwarzer Hund. And he's also a Schnauzer. Schnauzer. German words are so fun to say sometimes, especially my favorite. Neidish. Those people are so nightish. Nightish. Zeinig nightish. It's like, don't be jealous or envious, you know. Which, you know, it's outlawed, right? In DDR, if everyone's equal, right? You can't be envious. <laughs> Which is kind of comical, right? If everybody, hey, we're all equal here. Everything's equal. And yet, and yet I know for a fact people were nightish, right? They had, well... You know, you got a nice Berlin villa that's beautiful, owned by a former rich dude, but his house happened to be on the wrong side of the wall. So, really good commies got to live in that house. Really, really, really good commies got to live in the nice villa built in 1932. Probably by Professor Herr Dr. Ian Siemens or something but yeah let's have a wall let's put some commies on there and uh, we'll just confiscate their houses yeah. it's happened before folks not that long ago 1946 maybe 45 they all made it go down the Americans let it happen yeah because we made a deal with Stalin didn't we in Yalta yeah it was a deal man we should have re- probably reneged on that right away. Said, screw that, people. But anyways, the Germans were too nasty. They needed to be punished anyway, so let's punish them. So yeah, that's world history, folks. And we're going into it. We're going in, going back. Going back to world history. So we haven't even, we just barely got to Dusseldorf, did we? Didn't we? Then we go to Wittenberg, my, one of my favorites, man. Martin Luther's place. Right right in, deep into commie territory. Of course, <laughs> Martin Luther in 1520 could not have foreseen what was going to happen. So, whatever, nice little castle there. Wittenberg Castle, up on the hill on the Elbe River. Quite a beautiful place. Where in 1997, I had my brother and someone painted on the wall next to the castle or the, the famous church Bart Simpson with eat my shorts yes I gotta find that photo it's a classic Bart Simpson painted probably in the former east it was really a fascinating time really there's no going back baby but 1994 3, 4 we were there so like 5 years after the wall just the 
how the commies had to like, what? The wall's down? What? We're reunified? What? Wow. Really fascinating place. And uh, so, yeah, I was an observer, and that's what I do. I do a lot of observing. So I ideate. I found out my strengths. I, I splurge on strengths finder. So my number one thing is strategic. Even that's strategic. I don't know. I, don't, I guess I gotta, I gotta give in to my strategic strength. And I think my next one was either um, includer. I like to include people. Thus the podcast. I'm including you. I like to include people. Yeah. So where are you? Wherever you are in the world, I'm just gonna include you in. I'm walking my dog. And uh, Bud pooped here, so you know, I'm including you in on that, right? You gotta. That's the bag. Know, Bud is a dog behind the fence. Got a bud dropped his little poop here, so I gotta pick it up and oh, I gotta bend over. Ooh, doggy. Here we go. Okay, bud, let's go. So we're in Dusseldorf. Hi. Wittenberg, now we're in Wittenberg. So we're gonna stay overnight. Gotta stay overnight. Yeah. Catch some of Martin's spirit or something. Spending a, a night in the corner. And uh, then off to Berlin. But uh, here's where the trip might get a little dicey with the family. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of into rockets at the moment. Kinda, there's a lot of things going on in the rocket world right now. And it turns out two hours and 45 minutes north drive, right? That's not that long. Especially on American standards, right? So my thought is we leave Wittenberg, we get to Berlin in like an hour and a half. So we leave at 8 in the morning, get there at 9.30. Drop the wife off. Because she doesn't want to go to Pinamunda. That's where I want to go. Pinamunda, it's a great place. P-E-E-N-M-U-M-D-E. Pinamunda. And anyone listening to the broadcast in the United States, They have a really nice museum now, so now's a better time to go. Get more history of the rockets. Where he, Werner von Braun was famous for saying that he made his rockets to reach for the stars. But sometimes he failed and they landed in London. So that might be an urban legend, but it sounds, you know, like German humor, which German humor is... Herman, not Herman, Herman Goering. He's just like a 
young man who wrote the book Inside the Third Reich. Seemed like a pretty innocent dude. Went to Spain for 20 years. He's an architect who built stuff. And uh, so, yeah, the Luftwaffe building, I believe, might be his. It's at, uh, let's say, Art Deco. I'm not sure. Howdy. You doing all right? All right. Come on, bud. So, uh, yeah, I want to go to Pina Mundo. So, two and a half, almost three hour drive. We're taking our 19-year-old son, and he's in chemical. He wants to study chemical engineering, or is studying chemical engineering. So I really think he should come with. But here's where we're going to have a little family. Um, I don't know if it's going to be. It shouldn't be an argument, but I mean, to me, I'm going to try to convince my son that he should go with me because it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Go to Europe quite a bit, but. You should go see the 16th chapel or whatever, Rome or something. Not many people go to Pina Linda to see the rocket launching site. So I'm going to try to convince my son to go with me. My wife's like, oh, he'll probably want to go shopping with me. And we all want to go shopping. And so well, we'll be back to Berlin and you can do bonus shopping for six or eight hours. And we'll uh, come back later and do shopping and stuff like that. So. I'm going for Pina Munda. I really want to go to Pina Munda, and I'm going to be really disappointed if my wife tries to talk my son out of going with me. We're driving through East Germany up to the North Sea. I mean, come on. It's former East Germany. It's going to look like crap, and we'll be able to stop and see stuff that's been fixed up or not. We might even see a concentration camp along the way. <laughs> and I, I chuckle about that, but that's... People don't realize this, but the Germans put up road signs like, this way to the concentration camp. And it's because they, they don't want to hide their history, which is cool, you know? Kind of like Obama should put a, this way to 10% unemployment. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who like Obama, it's almost as bad as a concentration camp. Put a sign outside his Hyatt house. This way to 10% unemployment. Yeah, way to go, Obama. Anyway, I digress. But how can you not digress into politics when you talk about Germany? Come on. It's just got a, a rich history of music and so forth. So Berlin. So we're going to be back in Berlin. We'll see some wall. see some stuff. We might go to one of my favorite places, that communion. That's like a perform, performance arts acrobatic dancing humor thing you know cabaret style on Oranienbergstrasse which is near the famous Jewish synagogue Kristallnacht come on bud Kristallnacht and uh, on Oranienbergstrasse so that's pretty uh, pretty moving sight to see next to Cafe Oren, where they usually serve Radeberger Pilsner, which is outside Dresden, which is next on our stop. 
But in Berlin, we, we could be pretty busy in Berlin. We're going to stay at two nights at the beautiful Adlan Hotel, which is right by the Brandenburg Gate. We're, I'm really splurging on that one. We're, we're splurging a lot of uh, air miles on that hotel because it's right next to the American Embassy. And I tried to get Richard Grinnell to say hello to us, but he said he's going to be in Italy. He's the uh, American ambassador to Germany. But old Richard won't be there. I'm hoping he'll have a substitute for us or somebody. So, uh, yeah, it's on Unter den Lindenstrasse, right by the Brandenburg Gate. I think it's called Pariser Platz. It's right there. So the man who wrote The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich Post, I believe, journalist. He stayed at the Adlan up until 1941 when Hitler declared war on America. And um, William Shire, what's his name? William Shire. I met a historian who said, oh, well, it's not that accurate. Well, it's 1,200 pages. I'm sure he can find some mistakes in there. But I would imagine 98% of Nazi stuff is pretty good pretty accurate but whatever yeah you gotta let go of your I gotta, I'm telling myself I gotta let go of my inner critic I, I'm a I have my own inner critic but uh, <laughs> the more inner critic you have I think the more critic you have of other people too so so maybe if I decrease my inner critic I can de- decrease my critic of others but uh yeah, so back to strengths like strategic thinking. So I guess when I hear someone say something and I think it's stupid, you know, it's not strategic to be stupid, is it? Right? So is that, am I just being a strategic thinker or am I being a critic? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll change the paradigm. Instead of saying, oh, you're such a critic, you're so, such a contrarian. I'll go, no, I'm not. I'm a strategic thinker. That's what I <laughs> Actually, I'm not a contrarian. And I'm not a critic. I'm a freaking strategic thinker, and your strategy sucks. How's that? Okay? There we go. I like it. I kind of like these strengths, strengths finder thing. So, um, includer. So, yeah, I like to include. Uh, I like to ideate. Let's make, let's have some ideas. You know, let's, let's work with these strengths. Communication is a strength, believe it or not. I, I wouldn't have thought that communication was one of my strengths. Because usually, I only can talk for about 30 seconds before I piss somebody off. And then they get pissed off and then they don't want to listen anymore. So, I gotta work on that. <laughs> one, one way to help that is a podcast, right? Because I, nobody interrupts me, nobody walks away. Maybe they do, I don't care. Yeah, nobody listens to this thing anyway, so. For very few, you're not, if you are listening, you are not a nobody, you're somebody. You're smart to listen to this podcast. Why not? You're getting some input. You're hearing some strategic thinking. You're hearing some somebody that really wants to include you in the conversation. Somebody that wants to, what else do I want to do? Ideate. Let's think of some ideas. And what was the other one? Dang. I really like the fourth one, too. Fifth one's communication. Um, ideate. Dang, I'll have to look it up again. So strengths, let's use those strengths, people. It goes along with the uh, outliers I like in my Gaussian distribution. That you gotta be an outlier. You are an outlier. I mean, you're listening. You just gotta figure out what your outlier gifts are. 
So strategic thinking, let me go with that. And uh, what else? What else? So where was it? Where did I leave you guys? Did I leave you in Berlin? No, Pinamunda. We'll come back from Pinamunda. Drive back, get back there that night. It's going to be D-Day. It's going to be June 6th. And, uh, yeah, probably maybe take a, a uh, spray, Wasser spray, the river, Fluss, Fluss, river, Fluss, yeah. Spray, spray Wasser. <laughs> we'll, uh, We'll take a little tour on the boat. That was kind of fun. Down there. And we'll get off and then we'll see all kinds of stuff in Berlin. That's what we do. Maybe I'll meet somebody. I don't know. I got some friends. I, believe it or not, I still have friends. You know? In Berlin. And we'll see what happens there. What else? What else? What else? What else? So Berlin. Probably drive out to Lichtenrade, which is where we lived. On Bramstrasse 3. Take a look at the Spielplatz, where the oldest son was on the Schauchenfeld. This is the rocking horse. And we spent time in the, the woods, the green. And I looked around in the forest and I thought, holy crap, Russian soldiers probably came marching through here, shooting the place up, man. Right here in this beautiful, quiet forest. Go. So, there's somebody walking fast there. Howdy. You're walking way too fast there. You're walking way too fast. <laughs> Some guy's got his bag of water. He probably went hiking. That's good for you out here. Climbed and went for a hike and up these uh, gentle little hills. You can do that, especially today is a good day. And we're getting close to where eh, you don't want to do it unless you go at like five in the morning. But you can still do it at five. Still do it at five. So we're in Berlin, Lichtenrader. We're heading south. Um, we're gonna go to Rongsdorf maybe. See my buddy Jens. I did get a haircut by a commie one time in Rongsdorf. Haircut by the commie. It was great. great. Um, and uh, so Jens built a house. He's from uh, Frankfurt area. Built a house in Kami. He's been living there for 25 years. This German-made house would probably live, go on for another 200. Gens in Utah. And, uh, yeah. Left. has a good relationship with Mariana Khadgeb or not. I'm trying to get Mariana to go to the Paris Air Show and say hi to my boss. See if that works out. Um, Rongsdorf, that's where Klaus Schenk von Stauffenberg flew out with his bomb and uh, left it behind in the Wolfschanze. Flew back to Berlin, to Rongsdorf, and uh, found out later, like, oops, that bomb didn't kill Adolf, so <laughs> it looks like I'm dead. And he was. And his family was in trouble. And a whole lot of people were in trouble. So that was out in Rangsdorf. And uh, I do want to go see the Wiederstein Museum, which used to be on the street called Bendlerstrasse. They changed the name to Stauffenbergstrasse in 
in uh, Berlin in honor, honor of Klaus. A valiant effort to blow up the Fuhrer and uh, failed. But, you know, we tried. So maybe on the way out of Rongsdorf, we may head down towards Sossen. Last time my brother and I drove by, we were just driving down this road on our way to Dresden. And I said, wait a minute, what was that? Was that a tank on the side of the road? There was a World War II Russian tank and a Russian battle down there were a bunch of Russian soldiers were killed. So we stopped, pulled in, went to the memorial, brick wall with lots of Russian names on there. So that's what went down there. And uh, we'll carry on to Dresden. It's only like an hour and a half drive through East Germany into Dresden. To one of my favorite cities. I'm not sure my wife will like it that much, but I, I love Dresden. We saw the Frauenkirchen. That's my favorite church in the world, on the globe. No better church ever. Blown up, blown to crap, piles of rock, right there in Dresden. 50 years, the commies left the rock. Reunification. Some people in Dresden decided, let's rebuild this baby, and did they ever. So the Frauenkirchen is back in action. In fact, we'll be there Sunday. I'll go to Sunday morning service of some kind. Check it out. And uh, maybe I'll do a podcast from outside the Frauenkirchen. And uh, what else? What else? So we're there. We're going to stay at a nice hotel. They have a really nice Bavarian food, which is not... Dresden is not in Bavaria, but they have... um, this awesome Bavarian food. I ate there like three times and I was only there for two days. Um, so I don't know what we're going to... My wife probably won't let me do that. <laughs> but they have like Rode Cola, my, one of my favorites, red cabbage. And, uh, so that's what we did there. And uh, they had... It's, uh, what was it again? Augustiner Brown. Augustiner Brau, right? So Augustiner beer is a Munich beer. Get a nice Moss of Helles. Sit by the Frauenkirche. The Bavarian style benches. And enjoy the summer, the June 9th evening. Probably be cool. Actually, it was kind of cool now that I think about it. And uh, there's a Stauffenbergstrasse in. Uh, Dresden as well. And uh, who knows what we're going to do there. Yeah. There's the Semper Oper building and other things to look at. Maybe we'll get protests. I don't know, I don't know what night the protests are. I think the protests are on Tuesday night. But uh, nice area. So then on Monday we head out down towards Munich. So we'll probably stop in Nuremberg. Check out the uh, Nuremberg rallies and Nuremberg City on our way to, to Munich. Get into Munich and see Frank. A couple of nights in uh, Munich, the Englischer Garden. Frank's like a 10 minute walk to the Englischer Garden. So we'll, we'll freeload on Frank and have some Hexe and some, also some Helles Bier, ein Maß Bier. see a few sites around Munich 
head down to Neuschwanstein, typical American visit, see Neuschwanstein. On our way to Strasbourg, and then Strasbourg, just hang there for a bit. On our way to Paris, a couple of nights in Paris. I would like to drive out to the Omaha Beach, but we probably won't do it. Because that, that's like, I can't, if I had to choose between Pinamunda or Omaha Beach, I guess I'd go Pinamunda. Um, but uh, it's a similar, it would be a, a similar excursion. Like Chris wouldn't want to do it, but it's probably good for my son to go see. And, uh, but it's about a three hour drive from Paris. Then from Paris, we start heading back. We headed going to Frankfurt to see Thomas Schultz, who's who's makes he roasts his own coffee. He's got a nice coffee roasting business. It's really good roast coffee. And ironically, Howard Schultz owns Starbucks, and Thomas Schultz roasts better coffee. But that's you know, that's one guy's opinion. <laughs> he just doesn't he just doesn't roast the quantity that old Starbucks does, but that's okay. He's doing great. So we'll check out Linsengericht, then head back to Dusseldorf, and fly to London, and back to Arizona, and it'll be smoking hot here, like 115 when we get here. But so be it. And that's going to be the trip. That's that's the, uh, the prelude to the trip to Germany, so I may have to do that on the laptop. We'll do a little airplay with the map up on the screen tonight and walk through it with the family so we all got our minds kind of wrapped around it and uh, it might remind us of certain things we need to do to get ready. Yeah, we're, you know, preparing. We're such, I'm such a preparing kind of person is not true, I'm not, but I guess I should give myself some credit prepared on important things and a lot of things that I deem not important, like last minute things that could be dealt with last minute um, I pick up at that point so there you go So this has been a pretty good walk. I don't know how far I've gone, but uh, Bud's getting a good walk. I'm uh, stretching my legs after a run. I worked out yesterday, and I'm noticing that it's taken a while to get back into the swing of things. I mean, of course, I've only had like two or th- two and three, we have three and a half workouts maybe. But uh, I'm gonna go again tomorrow push some weight around and uh, do that and uh, I may wait and run on Thursday I'm not sure then run Saturday then run Monday and then next next uh, Monday Wednesday and then Thursday I'm going to Huntsville Alabama Huntsville, which is kind of funny because we got some things cooking with a rocket company, and uh, I've got them cooking with the rocket company. 
And there, uh, turns out Huntsville, Alabama is like Rocket City, Rocket Town. Werner von Braun. So it's all kind of connected in my head. So I'm going to go right from Huntsville, and a week later I'll be in Pinamunda. How about that for a combo? Huntsville, where Werner ended up after starting in Pinamunda with his rockets. I think he probably started somewhere else in Germany, some university somewhere, but the cool stuff he did was in Pinamunda. Oh, until it got blown up. That's right, it did get blown to bits in the 43, I think. But they rebuilt it on the ground, and they tried to do that, and Spear had something to do with it. Yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, and then uh, Werner von Braun and others came over in Operation Paperclip, they called it. Paperclip. Get those German scientists over here. And that's how we got to the moon, people. The real story behind the moon is, is that we, uh, we got there on the brains of World War II German rocket science people. Yeah, yeah. How soon we forget, don't we? <laughs> more than likely. How soon we never learn. That's more than likely. <laughs> So, yeah, Werner. Werner von Braun. And, uh, yeah, so Huntsville come back. And then heading off to Germany after that. So I guess I'm getting excited. It's, uh, I'm winding. Winding down in my head. About what's going on. I really don't know. About what the future holds, right? Do we know? And that's where my... Dresden, but I'm gonna have to go look for his house. The dude, <laughs> the uh, Victor Klemmer, the guy who wrote the diaries, from 33 to 45. And my favorites are a few days before the Dresden gets blown to smithereens. You know, he's the, the pressure's coming up on these Jewish guys that were married to Protestants. And maybe some Jewish gals, too, married to Protestants. I don't know how it was, but... The sad thing was, is the dude... Like, he doesn't really write about God or anything in his diary, or faith, or anything. He just kind of... He's an intellectual dude about literature and things, so... A real smart guy, but, I mean, I, you know... I didn't... He didn't like to take after the Psalms and his Jewish heritage and lament about the crap that was going on. So that's a little bit disappointing about his diaries. Because they're pretty boring. But it's fun to read. Like, when you know something's about to happen in history. Like, even even like the bombing of Pearl Harbor, right? So you, you, he's writing his diary in December 1, 2, 3. Hey, how's it going? You doing all right? How? What is it? The season almost over with now? Yes, sir. Is the season almost over now, or playoffs, or what? Just you... ended. We made the state championship. Got yeah. Beat by Hamilton Tuesday night. <laughs> so you guys made all the way to the championship? Well, that's pretty amazing. It, it really was. We had to go through the losers bracket of the state championship. Had to beat Desert Vista twice. Had to beat Red Mountain twice. Another team. Wow. Kids did a nice job. They really were fun. Corona, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, all right. How's Cam doing? He's pretty good. Is he? Still yeah. in school, I assume. 
Yeah, he's going to start at AS. He was at um, like uh, Chandler Gilbert. Now he's going to ASU. Good for him. And uh, yeah, we're going to take him on a trip to Germany in a couple weeks. Awesome. So we're going to give him a tour. You've been there, I assume? Sounds like it. Yeah, I, we lived there for five years. So. Whereabouts? Uh, mostly Berlin. <laughs> I, uh, I visited Berlin. Uh, one summer I worked in Paderborn. Okay. Um, well, so, you, you coached over in Europe, right? Mostly Italy, though, right? Italy and Spain, Czech Republic. Oh, okay. But one summer it was uh, uh, in Germany. So okay. I, I got a few days off and I went up to Berlin and there was a baseball coach up there that was German, took me around and just had a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took a yeah. bike tour. Well, Czech, what, what, were you in Prague area or what? I was in Prague most of the time, sometimes Brno. Okay. Yeah. That's a good play area. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a great beer. Yeah. Unbelievable beer. She, she, she'd never been to Prague. She, she never, she absolutely loved Prague. Oh, okay. Mr. Ward. Yeah, hello Hi. There. Yeah, Prague, we got a kick out of it. I lived in Berlin for a while. So Berlin was, when we got there in 93, my wife and I, there were still like bullet holes on like the Reichstag building, you know? Like just, the, they didn't fix up the East Germany at all, really. Yeah, I mean, it looked pretty ugly. So then you go to Prague, and it's like, well, nobody really bombed Prague. <laughs> yeah. one, one place. Oh, one. We have one brand new gorgeous church that was bombed. That's the only place in the city that got bombed. Is that right? Okay. And then my other favorite place we're going to go to is Dresden, uh, because they did bomb that oh, they, church. They firebombed that yeah. whole city. Yeah. And, and they rebuilt the church now. So they, the, the, the Germans are really funny, right? They... I don't know why the communists or the Russians didn't do it, but they left all the stones just piled there where the church was, and they never cleaned it up for 50 years. So when the wall comes down and reunified, they said, hey, let's reuse all these, as many of these stones as we can reuse. Yeah. So now you, you look at the church, and it's checkered with black cool. stones in it where they found out where that stone fit in the church. Because that's what Germans are kind of nutty on that stuff, right? So, so you're going, or you just came back? We're we're gonna go. We're we're gonna take Cameron with us. You lived over there five years. Yeah, five oh, years. Military? No, no. I was with a, a engine company. We made an aircraft engine near Berlin. Okay. So, um, so we're our old our AJ was older. Cameron's older. He only played freshman year. AJ and he was two years old and then made it to seven while we were in Berlin. His older brother. But uh, yeah, I love. Uh, uh, Dresden, and some people are mad at the Americans or British for bombing it. But I was reading this book. There's these, there's this weird stuff that happened in Germany. Like if you were married to a Protestant, like if you were Jewish but married to a Protestant, they didn't send you off, right? So there's a professor at the Dresden University who was married to a Protestant woman, and he was he lost his job in 1933 as a professor, but he didn't get like really bad condition right so there's a whole bunch of these jewish guys married or, or maybe jewish women married to a protestant guy and they were under pressure they were under pressure by the germans but they weren't like sent off and so they kept getting squeezed you know and he wrote a diary of the whole experience and and, and yeah and so what saved them they were all about to get pushed off out of dresden and that bombing happened, and 80 of them said, here's our chance, right? That's what they did. They go, they bombed it, and the city was a mess, and so they weren't being spied on and controlled anymore. 
So they just ran for the woods and like they went on the run for like three months because the war was almost over. So they just, they were hiding out and traveling as Jewish people. So, so a lot of people criticize the bombing, but after reading that guy's book, I'm like, well, that bombing saved like 80 people's lives. It probably killed 50,000, but at least those 80, 80 people or so got saved and they had the worst of it, I think, that he had 12 years of a of miserable life. You know, 12 years of a miserable life, you know? So, so when are you leaving? We're leaving June 2nd. So. You. You'll be gone how long? Almost two and a half, two and a half weeks, about. That's great. Yeah. Cam will have a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam was at Chandler Gilbert, correct? Yeah, yeah. And now he's going to start at ASU. He's going into ASU. Which is major? Chemical engineering. Yeah. Wow. He's so. always a bright guy, <laughs> really bright guy. I don't know if he's going to like stick Dad. with it. I don't know if he's going to stick with it, but it's good. So I'm no, glad he said you, hello, please. You're going to go coach some more in Europe and baseball? Uh, th- that program ended about four years ago, three, three years, years ago. ago. Three years ago. It was 20, 20 years you did it? 20, 21. 21. Yeah. Years. Honestly, I'm happy to be home with her. The older he gets, I'd rather him be here, here stateside. Well, if you can go with, it's ideal, right? I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. She used to come over. Just to come over at the end of the deal, and it was always fun to. We'll, we'll go back to Europe. We really like Europe a lot. Love Italy. Yeah. Love Italy. Well, being in Arizona, it's a beautiful time to go in the summer, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Except for this, is this weather Re- beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll last two weeks or so. <laughs> yeah, All right. Good to see. You. Okay. All right. We'll do. All right. Bonus. did bonus material. Conversation with my youngest son's former high school baseball coach who kind of got ran out. I like, why not? We like, why not? Like people, right? <laughs> Make peace. So he's, he's one of my, uh, I, I get a kick out of him because being in a position like that, a high school baseball coach, you really get a lot of brutal uh, feedback. There's a critic everywhere. Critics are talking about inner critic, less critic. Anyway, so I'm done with high school baseball, so I really never had an issue with him. So I thought he was pretty cool. But he got ran out. Ran out. So tough position to be in. Maybe I'll go talk to him again. But he was wearing, I didn't say anything, but he was wearing a Chicago Bears shirt, so he likes those Bears. Which, when he finds out I'm a Green Bay guy, he probably won't like that. But it's best not to mention it. But anyways, I didn't, I didn't know he was a Green Bay guy or a Chicago guy. But then again, wait a minute. Wait, maybe it wasn't a Chicago guy. Maybe it was just the Corona. That's it. That's it. Corona. Corona. Yeah, much better. It's not a Chicago guy. Forget that. Remove that from the mind. He's not a, not a Bears guy. But anyway, so yeah, you got bonus material, a little bit of extra on Victor Klemper, the bomb at Dresden, go see the church. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, going to be a good thing. So, oh, a little snake skin dried up. And we're back, and Bud's, Bud's ready to call it a night, aren't you, Bud? And it's Monday, so Bud, I gave Bud a bath yesterday. So Bud's all smooth and smells good. Lasts about a week. 
and then Bud needs another shower. So I don't know if I don't know if Alma's gonna be able to give Bud a shower. We might get two and a half week old Bud when we get back. Two and a half week stinky Bud, huh Bud? You got some hot walks coming up. The hot walks. So well, you like that Czech beer. I got I got some in the fridge. I got Pilsner Urquil in the fridge. Maybe I'll have a couple of them. They're only 11.2 ounces, you know. 330 milliliters. So why not, man? Ugh. Uh, looks kind of wet out here. I can't tell. I need a day of, of uh, coolness. So, sounds like a helicopter. A cup shrouder. So, folks, with that, we shall end this podcast. This is like preview preview of the German trip and uh, we will get to live action took him for a run and then I and you took him for a run no no I mean I, I'm sorry I went for a run and then I took him for a walk Sit outside. Yeah, it smells like barbecue. Oh, okay. Dogmeister. I didn't finish yet. Wow. Bonus. There we go. I don't know what that was about, but I did get a Pilsner Urquell, which is only 4.4%. I like it. 4.4. It's light, refreshing, good tasting. So talk to y'all later. Bye.